On today's program, I'd like to bring you some memories of Christmas. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Oh, all around the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree. All around the Christmas tree on Merry Christmas Day. Presents all around the tree, the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree. Presents all around the tree, so bright and new and gay. There's a pretty blue dress for mother and a doll for sister Sue. There's a beautiful bike for brother and a watch for daddy too. Oh, all around the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree. All around the Christmas tree on Merry Christmas Day. Oh, all around the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree. All around the Christmas tree on Merry Christmas Day. Presents all around the tree, the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree. Presents all around the tree, so bright and new and gay. There's a bonnet for Aster Andy. There's a tie for Uncle Jim. And the stockings are filled with candy. Some for me and Cousin Tim. Oh, all around the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree. All around the Christmas tree on Merry Christmas Day. Welcome to the Christmas Day edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Today, very much like for Christmas Eve, we're going to get away from all the news headlines. And instead, I want to bring you on, on a, a memory journey, so to speak, with music and, and some audio from a time past that may bring back memories for you. I'm going to share from my heart some of my memories, and I'm sure they're very parallel to many of yours. But I want to start by going even before my time, back to my grandparents' time. I had grandparents born basically at the end of the 1800s, grew up in the early, early 1900s, got married in the 20s, raised their family in the 20s and 30s. But both my grandfather and grandmother on my father's side, their parents came from Germany. And so they had settled in the United States in the 1800s. I can imagine, knowing what I know about that family, they probably had one of the first Victrolas. You know, the thing you wind up by hand and it had a horn on it, and you could play a, a record. 
a little before that, they even had a, a round uh, cylinder that would play music. And I would venture to say, if you were in their home somewhere, let's say around 1917, you probably would have heard this record from hard to believe that song is literally over 100 years old you're listening to the program truth to ponder and today we're we're kind of going down a memory lane for christmas i thought it'd be something different get away from the news of the day we'll get back to it on monday we started out with that one song you just heard all the way back from 1917 a song my grandparents would have probably heard in their homes i want to skip ahead a little bit by the 1920s my grandparents they had met and married and they had my father along the way as well and when i think of my dad going back in time my dad had this goal when he was a teenager he wanted to be a big band uh, musician and he took up the clarinet and he got pretty good at it and he really believed that someday he would make his living for a while anyway you know, being a clarinet player in one of the big bands. He also had a a penchant for anything mechanical, and also he loved building and working with wood. All those would come to be a part of his life. I want to go back to a time when my dad would have been getting ready for Christmas as a young teenager with a song like this.
singing. What will Santa Claus say when he hears us sing, sing, singing? Down the chimney he will come with his great big smile. And he'll find that even the kiddies are swinging in a later style. Oh, what is Santa bringing? Oh, I wonder whether he'll be swinging everywhere in the land. All the people will be singing. La la la, Now what is Santa Claus gonna say when he finds everybody swinging? Oh, what will Santa Claus say when he finds everybody swinging? What will Santa Claus say when he hears us sing, sing, singing? Down the chimney, he will come, he will come. Welcome back to Truth to Ponder for this Christmas Day. We're getting away from all the news headlines and and all the things we normally talk about to to focus on Christmas. And maybe for you and I and and all that are listening, we're going to bring back some memories. I started the program just briefly looking back around the turn of the 20th century, the time of my grandparents, and about the time my father was growing up and remembering his Christmas days Lionel trains and and Christmas trees. When the 1940s hit, my father had great hopes and expectations of what he wanted to do with his life. He was still in high school, 1941, when just before Christmas of that year, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. And that plunged the United States into a war with Japan and also a war in Europe. My father, as soon as he turned 17, got my grandparents' permission to join the military to fight. His goal was to fight actually in Europe, but because of his German last name, they sent him into the Marines where he was trained. Uh, actually to be a specialist in electronics, but he worked with a group that went behind enemy lines to to literally overtake radio facilities operated by the Japanese for their propaganda purposes. And that's how he spent his time in the Second World War in China. My wife's father ended up serving in the United States Army and landed 
in Europe on D-Day, all the way through the Ardennes Forest for the Battle of the Bulge and, and onward to Berlin. That was the greatest generation. And I can imagine my, my grandparents' concern with, by the time 1943 rolled around that Christmas, a couple of years later after the war began, wondering how my dad was doing. Listening to perhaps a radio program, I'm just going to play a few minutes of it, a radio program just like this. During the next hour and a half, NBC and its affiliated independent stations will bring you a special Christmas Eve program conceived by the boys who are far from home this Christmas season and including a talk by the President of the United States. In order that we may bring it to you, the following programs have been canceled over many of these stations. Amos and Andy, who will have as their guest next week, Edward G. Robinson, Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel, and Fred Waring in Pleasure Time. Hollywood to conduct this worldwide tour are Lionel Barrymore, Bing Crosby, and Bob Hope. And now, let me introduce the man whose portrayal of Scrooge from Dickens' Immortal Christmas Carol has become an American tradition this time of the year, Mr. Lionel Barrymore. Well, this is Lionel Barrymore in Hollywood, and here it's Christmas Eve. The third our country's experience in the war. But tonight, I'm not going to play the part of Scrooge. Let me rather take you people of America by the hand to the side of your loved ones fighting in every quarter of the globe. Our president and commander-in-chief is with us, too. He'll speak to our armed forces, and he has a word for us as well. We're going to Italy, North Africa, to New Guinea, Guadalcanal, New Caledonia... Yes, and for the first time on the radio, we'll take you to Munda. We'll visit China, where it already is Christmas. We'll go to India, Panama, Alaska, Pearl Harbor, and some of our ships of the Navy. Yes, in this, our third year of war, we Americans are going to spend Christmas Eve at the fighting front of our men as they light up Christmas trees all over the world. Now, no program of this type would be complete without the presence of a certain young man. His name is synonymous with joy to the G.I.s. He's had the thrill of meeting most of them face to face, too. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the guest conductor of this worldwide tour, Bob Hope. Thank you, relatives. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this is Bob Christmas Eve Hope telling all you Americans to keep backing up our boys, and when Santa comes down from the ice and snow, he'll find us sticking together like Franklin, Winston, and Joe. I can only imagine what it was like for families listening to their radios at home. This is before television, of course. This is Christmas 1943, two years into the Second World War. It would be another year and a half or more before the war fully came to an end. First in Germany in the spring of 1945 and then August and September of 1945, the, the war in the Pacific. 
1943, a lot of people wondered, would we really win this war? So many had had died and so many had sacrificed. There were so many shortages, people working around the clock to to build things to, to fight that war. And people of my generation, it's it's our parents that that made those sacrifices during the Second World War. The greatest generation, they're the ones raised literally in the Depression and then sent on to war and tried to build a new life following that war. Before we leave the 1940s behind, one of the classic songs that seems to come out from time to time, not so much today as back then, but it's actually one of my favorites. And I've, over the years, I can remember hearing this as a child and and as a teenager and then all the way into my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and even in my 60s to hear the Andrews Sisters and Guy Lombardo's orchestra in this post-World War II rendition of Christmas on Christmas Island. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend a holiday away across the sea? How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to hang your stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late like the islanders do? Wait for Santa to sail in with your presents in a canoe. If you ever spend Christmas on Christmas Island You will never stray For every day your Christmas dreams come true say goodbye to the 1940s, a time of tremendous change in our world and in the United States. We'd fought a world war for half of that time, almost, 
And then we had all these servicemen coming home trying to to build their new lives post-war. Many saw things that they never could speak of again as long as they lived. My father was one of those, and I think my wife's dad probably was too. The horrors of war lived with them, yet they, they did what they knew they had to do. They started building new lives, getting married, starting families in the In the latter part of the 1940s and into the 1950s, where most of us baby boomers come from. I've seen pictures, and I kind of remember what the Christmas tree looked like, maybe around 1959, 58, somewhere in there. Maybe like five years old. In the 1960s, I remember them very well. But imagine trying to start in an uncertain time after the Second World War, bringing kids into a, a world where now we were in the atomic age, trying to, to make a living. And all of those that came from that greatest generation have one thing that, that sticks out for virtually all of them. They never wanted their children, which is people like me, to go through the hardships that they went through. They never wanted to see us deal with a a depression. They never wanted us to see us in something like a World War II. They had been there. And they knew what it was like. They truly hoped for a, a better life. The 1950s bought a lot of hope, a lot of new modern appliances and television and the Korean conflict for many. That conflict has been over for a number of years, but it's still a stalemate. By the time you get into the middle 1950s, when a good number of us baby boomers are now born and beginning to grow up, there are songs that linger in the hearts and minds of many to this day. It's a popular song of, of this particular season, especially especially for young children of that era. Upon the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old Santa Claus, down through the chimney with lots of toys, all for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Upon the housetop, click, 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 down through the chimney with old St. Nick First comes the stocking of little Nell Oh dear Santa, fill it well Give her a dolly that laughs and cries One that can open and shut its eyes Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click Down through the chimney with good St. Nick Stockin' of little Bill Oh, just see what a glorious fill Here's a hammer and lots of tacks 
whistling ball and a whip that cracks. Ho, ho, ho. Who wouldn't go? Ho, ho, ho. Who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. Top reindeer paws, out jumps good old Santa Claus, down to the chimney with lots of toys, all for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, 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 down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? And you're listening to the very special Christmas Day edition of Truth to Ponder. I've been trying to bring back some memories, and I thought I'd take the first half of the program and literally go through the first half of the 20th century. Right now, we're on the verge of being in the 1960s when we come back. The age of television, many of us baby boomers coming of age, going to high school in some cases, and just getting on with our lives, the 1960s into the 1970s. I'm going to share with you a few of my Christmas memories in just a few minutes, and and some of the music that maybe you'll remember too, and maybe some things that you may have actually heard on, on television back in that time. It's going to be a lot of fun in the in the next half hour. I want to remind you that we'll get back to our our regular programming with the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. This program is primarily about issues, about understanding the dynamics of the news of the day and making sure you're getting truth and not being misled. Too much of today's media, as many of you know, can no longer be trusted. They have proven that they have an agenda. We try to explain things and, and give you some hope, and also to help you prepare for the very changing world in which we live. And I appreciate all those that take the time to write me, either by email at bob at truth2ponder.com. Our website, by the way, is truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. And a number of people have sent me their Christmas greetings and, and, and some wonderful letters And they use the mailing address we have here in Georgia, which is 21 Berkshire Lane, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our little P.O. box they use here. Number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. And if you want to help support this to help pay for the radio airtime, it is much appreciated. Let me know if you're listening. When we come back on the other side, we're going to go to the 1960s and beyond. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Given and received. 
Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Well, Christmas. It was foretold in Isaiah. Isaiah 9 says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now, it says a child is born. That's what happens in the natural. But then it says a son is given. In other words, the son existed before. Because you can't give something unless it exists before. The son always was. But he was given. So his life is a gift. Given unto us a son is given. Given unto us. Now, that's first the Jewish people. But it's also to everyone. Messiah's life can't just be known about. You can't just believe about him. It has to be received because it's a gift. As many as received him. So the key part of Messiah's life, it's summed up in the word gift, given, gift. And a given gift has to be received. And so the primary way of relating to God is to receive him as a gift. What's the sign of a life that has received a gift? Well, when you receive a gift, you're grateful. So a life that received him is a life of gratitude. You give thanks. You don't complain. You give thanks. When you receive a gift, you bless. So it's a life that you bless. When you receive a gift, you have joy. So live a life of joy. Is that you? Well, maybe you have to receive him again. Maybe you have to come back to the joy of your salvation. Receive his joy again. Receive the gift. Get back to the joy of your salvation. A gift has been given for unto you. A child is born unto you. A son is given. Want more? Well, here's the free gift for you. The most incredible the mystery of the temple doors plus sapphires guaranteed to give you the power of living a victorious life in God all free how do you get these gifts free easy just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name Yeshua and you dial it that's it so just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 you will be blessed but call now that's 1-800-YESHUA-1 now my friend you're on this earth for a great purpose to be a gift to be a blessing so I invite you to join me in the greatest blessing to reach the unreached peoples of the world salvation to five continents over a billion people broadcasting the word of god on shortwave radio you can blanket the earth with good news it's incredible we do it every week just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 that's y-e-s-h-u-a-1 or you can write me direct here's how let's write to the nice jewish boy box 1111 lodi l-o-d-i new jersey 07644 that's box 1111 lodi new jersey 07644 till next time this is jonathan khan saying rejoice and be glad my my friend, you have been saved in Messiah, Hamatan Elohim, the gift of God. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm Bob Bierman, and we're going to start with the 1960s as we go down our Christmas memory lane. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight 
They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to How many times have we heard that particular rendition by by Nat King Cole, the Christmas song? 59 years ago, that was a Christmas favorite being played on the radio. Hard to believe, almost 60 years since it was recorded. I have a lot of memories of the 1960s. It was somewhere in the early 1960s I was introduced to something called the the Sears Wish Book. How many of you remember the Sears Wish Book? Now, I want to make something very clear about how Christmas was done in the way I was raised. We never much really got into, quote, Santa Claus. Mm, We kind of knew he was there as real little youngsters, but it was no big deal that we were ever believing in Santa Claus because we learned at an early age that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ, period. It is the most important aspect, and we give gifts because God gave us the greatest gift in his son. And so this is my understanding. This is how I have been in my family all my life. We celebrate. We have a great time as family. But we also take the very important time to remember the reason for the season. In the 1960s, I can remember so vividly, as I mentioned on other programs this past week of my time singing as a as a kid a little young child in in various churches on christmas eve into the late night hours and even into my high school years college my best memories of christmas come on christmas eve and even christmas day going to church 
Yeah, and in our household, we got up early on Christmas morning to open our gifts. Now, I know that some traditions, especially if you're Scandinavian, I've, I have been told, you may be opening your gifts on Christmas Eve in some time in the evening. But for most people, it's, it's under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. And I can remember some wonderful memories of those, of those Christmas days. I can remember those days and weeks before Christmas, my brother and I just going through the Sears wish book, looking for all those toys, many of which would be so politically incorrect today. Who's going to buy a kid a machine gun, a toy machine gun? Well, I had one. Who's going to buy a kid all these you know, army uniforms? Well, I had them. Or sailor's outfit, I had them. We didn't come out mean. We didn't come out violent because of cartoons or the toys that we had. We came out as normal people for the most part. The things that make us more abnormal are the things that are becoming more prevalent today. I can remember the 1960s. We'd get up barely at the crack of dawn. You know, when you're, when you're a small kid, we went to bed... And that's when the, quote, parental magic occurs. That's when things appear that they had hidden away we didn't know about. We had this beautiful tree we had decorated maybe the Sunday or somewhere within the last seven to ten days. And there was like little or nothing under the tree. Only thing my, my parents would ever put down under the tree are things that we know that they bought for other people that they needed to just start putting things under the tree. But there was nothing for my brother or I, and later on my little sister, under the tree when we went to bed on Christmas Eve. And our parents let us stay up a little bit later than normal, and then we just fell asleep and we stayed asleep until that first light and we knew we couldn't come down those stairs until we had permission when i was younger we lived in a two-story house so my brother and i and and eventually my sister were all on the on the second floor and there was a staircase that came down and lining the staircase coming down were everybody's christmas stocking And we'd finally get the word we can come down. The first stop we made coming down the stairs was to pick up our little Christmas stocking. And in the Christmas stocking were what you call stocking stuffers. Remember those back in the day? You know, candy and the stuff we normally don't get to get a whole lot of any other time of the year, except maybe a birthday or some other kind of party. We had some of those things and and little special gifts. And then... We come around the corner into the living room, and there, the Christmas tree in front of the big picture window, we'd find a ton of presents under the tree. We were very blessed as children. I don't think we realized how blessed we were coming up. And we had all kinds of great gifts and, and things we needed, like clothing. And, and we never felt bad about clothing as a gift. A lot of kids do, but, you know, we didn't. 
The whole thing was so exciting for us. And quite often there was some special clothing, which like maybe a new shirt and tie, that we would wear that very day when we went to church shortly thereafter. Yes, we went to church. We opened the gifts, had some breakfast, got cleaned up, and hopped in the car because chances are I may be singing in a choir. And my mother sang in a choir as well. And so off to church we would go on Christmas morning and and come back in time to play a little bit with the the toys that we had. But that's how that's how we started our Christmas day and then going to church. You're listening to the Truth to Ponder Christmas Day special. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We've been sharing some memories going way back even before my time, the 1950s, the 1960s, and and how things were back when a lot of us baby boomers were, were coming of age and coming along. The 1960s, I remember them very well as a child. I shared the story about how Christmas morning started in our house, and And we ended up at church, came home, and got out of our Sunday best clothes and had a little bit of lunch. 
played with our toys or whatever we got. I remember one Christmas morning, my brother and I came down the staircase and we were handed an envelope after we had checked our little stock, you know, stocking stuffers hanging on the staircase. We were handed an envelope and in the envelope it had one word on a little piece of paper. One said red, one said black. That's all it said. And we got to choose one and, you know, we, we grabbed the envelope and I got red and my brother David got black. And we went around the corner into the living room and with the big bows on it, there were two brand new Schwinn bicycles. My brother looked at me and I looked at him and we swapped those little cards and I got the black bike and he got the red bike. We were about a year, not quite two years apart. And so we had those wonderful kind of Christmas gifts way back when in those days. Yeah, mine had training wheels ready to be put on because I wasn't quite proficient in, in riding a bicycle, not quite yet. But in the afternoon, in the afternoon, we would get all ready to go because it was going to be an exciting time for us again as part of our Christmas. On Christmas Day, we grabbed a couple of our, you know, maybe some of the clothing, but we left the toys behind. I'll explain that in just a moment because, see, we would then get in the car and drive about a half hour from where we lived in in Hicksville, Long Island, to community or the town of Port Washington, where my grandparents, my dad's parents lived. And there we would come for celebrating a second Christmas, so to speak, with other family that gathered there as well, my my father's brother and other family members. And there was another tree full of all kinds of good things to play with. I think my parents also packed up a few of the new toys to bring with us because, see, we would spend Christmas Day all the way through New Year's Day or the day after New Year's at my grandparents' house. We spent the whole week there. And so we had a bunch of other additional toys to play with on that end. My brother and I, we we were very fortunate to have grandparents on my dad's side in particular that stayed in very good health for a very long time. And all my memories of growing up are spending the weekends, uh, Easter, the summers, and Christmas, of course, at our grandparents' house. They lived right on Manhasset Bay, so we we really learned how quickly how to, how to swim and how to sail a boat and how to be lifeguards. It was a part of our growing up. and And most of the toys that we got at my grandparents' stayed at my grandparents' house because we spent so much time there. We had basically, we were very blessed to have two sets of toys and never realized, never realized just how blessed we really were. Sometimes as you get older, you start appreciating things that your grandparents have given you. Great memories of the 1960s, even in the summertime going to their church and being involved. And of course, Having the opportunity of visiting New York City as a kid is a really exciting time, especially in that week between Christmas and New Year. We did that every year as well. 1968, my dad took a job with a company that moved us to upstate New York to a small town about 35 miles east of Rochester, just 
about 12 miles south of, of Lake Ontario. It's a little village of Newark, New York, not to be confused with New Jersey. Small town, about eight, 9,000 people when we moved there. And that's the, the time that I started high school. And a lot of changes occur in a young man's life during those years. We went down occasionally for Christmas, so I think the first couple of years, but the second and, you know, my junior and senior year didn't work out that way. I was working by that time. I can also remember building my first little, shall we say, pirate radio station. It's over 50 years ago now, hard to believe. And I can remember a song that came out in 1970 the first time. Had my first real girlfriend then, too. And, and I can remember how much she liked this song and how much I liked this song as we would play it on our little, shall we say, pirate radio station. Greeting cards have all been sent The Christmas rushes through But I still have one wish to make A special one for that uh, 
about a year and a half later, I headed off to to school and college and, and a career in broadcasting. You know, in all the years that I spent on the radio and from time to time having to work on a Christmas morning, I've listened to a lot of Christmas songs. And there are some that just stay with you, even if they become like a new tradition. And there is one that really deeply impacts me, having lost a wife to cancer about many years ago. A lot of folks are going to be lonely for the first time this Christmas. And and this song, to me, it's sad, but it also has hope. And it's one of my new Christmas favorites. It was almost Christmas time And there I stood in another line Trying to buy that last gift or two Not really in the Christmas mood Standing right in front of me Little boy waiting anxiously Pacing round like little boys do And in his hands he held A pair of shoes And his clothes were worn and old He was dirty from head to toe And when it came his time to pay I couldn't believe what I heard him say Sir, I want to buy these shoes For my mama, please It's Christmas Eve And these shoes are just her size Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time You see, she's been sick for quite a while And I know these shoes will make her smile one or two look beautiful If Mama meets Jesus tonight The counted pennies for what seemed like years Then the cashier said, son, there's not enough here He searched his pockets frantically Then he turned and he looked at me, he said Mama made Christmas good at our house Though most years she just did without Tell me, sir, what am I gonna do? Somehow I've gotta buy her these Christmas shoes So I laid the money down I just had to help him out And I'll never forget the look on his face when he said Mama's gonna look so great Sir, I wanna buy these shoes For my mama, please It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time You see been sick for quite a while and know these shoes will make her smile and want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight I knew that caught a glimpse of heaven's love as he thanked me and ran out I knew that God had sent that little boy to remind me 
enjoyed this trip down memory lane of Christmas's past. Maybe it stirred some memories in you. I did this because I wanted to stay away from all the news of the day on these two days of Christmas Eve and Christmas. We will get back to our regular programming on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we're going to dig deep into the news, the things that have happened. And then on Thursday and Friday, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we're going to Take a really good look at what to expect in a very unusual year. I believe you think 2020 was something. Wait till you see 2021. It's going to be a year like I don't think anybody could have ever imagined. But I can tell you this as a believer, fear not. With all the bad news, there's still some good news. Our mailing address here in Georgia is 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane, number 263. We are in the city of Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Also, you can uh, go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. You can support the program from there and even send me an email. Until Monday, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.